What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another show. And today's show, I'm going to be talking about movements, exercise, and how to perfect them. Uh, telling a couple little stories here, talking about mistakes when training, and some things that'll help you train better, which is what your goal should be. And that's kind of a hint of what this episode is all about. Thank you for joining me for another show. This one's a short one, and I like to come out with more short episodes per week is what I found out, right? A lot of this podcast thing is figuring out what works for you as a podcaster because just like fitness, you want to find something that's sustainable long-term for you and able to help you thrive and put out good information and content. Uh, And that's what I do here at the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast, I hope. So if you don't want to miss a show because they come out multiple times, you can subscribe to the podcast. And that is actually something that helps the podcast a lot because if you have an iPhone at least, and depending what podcast app you use on Android, you would get the podcast episodes downloaded automatically, which for one helps my numbers, which helps the podcast grow in general. But also it's going to make sure you don't miss an episode. You don't even have to listen to the ones you don't want to. Like what I recommend people do is have them all download view all of them and then delete the ones that you don't really think are relevant to you and listen to the ones that are relevant to you or that you could get something out of. Now, it'd be great if you, if you listen to all of them, but you know sometimes it's okay to pick and choose and I wanted to make this podcast something that's easy to pick and choose, easy to jump around, and easy to find custom information that actually helps you. Uh, so that's a goal with the show and let's get started today's episode about training, practicing, and getting good at movements. Uh, it's, I think this episode like 290 or something like that. Pretty, pretty awesome. Let's get started with today's show. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Triple F Podcast. And the other day on Instagram, I was browsing around, right, watching my Instagram stories from the favorite people that I follow. And somebody that I followed put a Q&A box up on there and asked a question to his followers, his audience, um, what is training, right? Training is blank. And someone replied in art, which at first I thought was kind of a weird answer. Uh, But then I really started to think about it, and I actually started to really like it. Now, it's not just the exercise programming that's the art. It's not just, uh, you know, the sets and reps and maybe it's a posing or something like that. It's not like, that's not all it is. The actual art in training is the actual movements themselves. And that's something that I've realized lately and that I want to do an episode about because I really think it'll help a lot of you guys on your training. Uh, if you think of things this way, when I was younger, I played violin. That's something that some people don't know about me. If you're a close family member, a friend, you probably do know that about me because I played for quite a while. I probably played uh, till I was 13, 14 years old consistently. I probably could still pick it up and play decently well. But at the time, I was I started at age six. I think when I was age five, I started 
learning, uh, then turned six and played for a good six or seven years. So you can make a lot of progress in that time, right? And it's crazy to think in six years how far you can go on something that seems very complicated to other people, right? So bear with me here. When I first started playing violin, uh, the method I was using to learn had me use literally a shoebox with a ruler sticking out of it. So there was a slit cut in the shoebox, some tape on the ruler so it stuck into the box, and that ruler just stuck right out of that box. So I would practice holding that. That would help me learn the position, help me learn how to hold it, help me learn how to handle the instrument. From there, you know, I eventually went into a real violin and actually, yeah, I don't really know because I was six years old, but man, it seemed like forever I was on that shoebox and all I wanted was the real deal, right? All I wanted was the actual instrument because that's what I wanted to learn how to play or at least that's what my mom told me I was gonna be playing. Um, from there, I actually did get an instrument eventually, believe it or not, and there is the fingerboard, right? Just like any other stringed instrument, you got the the black-looking fingerboard that has the strings going over top of it, and then you press down the strings onto the fingerboard, and uh, that's what makes the sound if you need a lesson in how instruments work. But at first on that fingerboard, I had little white pieces of tape, and I am I learned cello after violin, and for a long time I used that same method for cello even though I was older. So it wasn't necessarily just a young person thing, it was something that really helped me learn. The finger tapes showed me where to put my fingers for certain notes. So if I wanted to play, uh, let's say it was the D string, and I wanted to play an E, F, G, right? With my index, middle, and fourth finger, I think that's right, I might be a little bit rusty on that. Violinist, please correct me. Uh, but if those are the notes I wanted to play, I had a little white piece of finger tape for each one. And eventually, those wore off. And then when those wore off, I had little indents of where those used to be. I could kind of see it was a little bit darker there, right? And then eventually those were gone, and it was just me and the strings knowing exactly where my fingers were supposed to go. Uh, played a lot of violin over the years, and even in uh, high school, I played in a pit orchestra for the sound of music. And for the sound of music, we practiced hours and hours in the pit orchestra, made a lot of mistakes. I was young, right? I was, I don't even think I was in high school yet. I was probably like 12 years old or so, playing in the pit orchestra of a city musical. And in, in that scenario, um, a lot of mistakes were made, like I said, right? But that was okay. The practice was to eliminate the mistakes and then when it came time for the actual performance, the mistakes were corrected, right? You can trust the technique you learned from the beginning, trust the shoebox, the ruler, and all the things that you learned, trust those finger tapes that your fingers are gonna land right where they were, and trust that you corrected all the mistakes in the actual music that you made so you can do the song well when it's time. Uh, and the same goes with your lifting, guys. The same goes for your lifting. Lifting is an art and it should be thought of as such if, if you are someone who wants to perform well, you want to have a stronger squat, for example, uh, you know, treat that squat like a musical instrument, like, a, like a, uh, an art form. Learn the squat from the basics, do a box squat, learn how to sit down, focus on all the moving parts of this and nail them down. Even when it seems silly, even when it seems like 
It's, a, it's something you should be able to do by now. That's the point that you want to keep practicing. Practice, 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 and get very, very technically good at the movement so it's almost hard for you to describe to someone how to do it. That's the point you want to get to because it seems so fluid and natural to you that it seems hard to break into the moving parts anymore. That's how something like the violin gets when you start playing. If someone is out there that plays piano or something, you probably understand that, right? You start with finger plunking with your index fingers. Maybe you start with some scales, some some etudes, right? You're doing different types of scales and finger work. And then all of a sudden, you know, down the road, four or five years later, your fingers are flowing and it's hard for you to even describe what you're doing because it's so natural. That's what you got to get with with your actual training. Think of it that way. Think of it as perfecting movements every time you go into the gym. If it's a squat, learn all those technical aspects of it. Use a PVC pipe for a month or two months or three months or a year to really learn how to do that. Focus on your mobility. Focus on your endurance. Focus on your overall strength. And then down the road, when you're hitting your top sets, when you're actually pushing yourself to get stronger and stronger, you're gonna be fluid. It's gonna be art. You're gonna be making progress every single session because you have practice for that moment. Just like I practiced violin for the pit orchestra, correcting the mistakes, using the shoebox, using the finger tapes, dialing it in for years, and then it paid off down the road, right? With a great performance, almost mistake-free, and something that just felt so fluid. That's how you want to think of training. This might be kind of a woo-woo abstract topic, but I don't think it's talked enough about how how intricate some of these movements are, right? People suggest you got to do the compound lift, squat, bench, squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, pull-ups, rows, right? But all of those have many different moving parts. You can't just heave weight around and expect it to be perfect. You can even go a level higher in Olympic weightlifting is even more so like that, where you have to perfect the movement first. And Olympic weightlifters know this. That's why they spend probably their first full year just with a PVC pipe learning how to snatch, hang clean, power clean, push jerk, right? All these complicated movements, they learn from the ground up, spend tons of time learning the technical aspects. You can do that with a row too. You don't have to learn Olympic weightlifting. You can do that with something like running or swimming, right? Perfect the technique. That's going to go so far. I, I totally, totally believe. I was talking actually about this at work the other day, talking about vertical jump. And when I was younger, I was obsessed with jumping higher. That was how I started weight training and started in fitness actually was wanting to play better basketball. So I wanted to be able to jump higher naturally and started training my legs pretty hard. Um, but I was saying, you know, even with doing plyometrics, doing strength training, explosive work, all that stuff, that paid off, yeah, with more leg strength, but the biggest bang for my buck return that I ever saw, even though it was boring, tedious, and not really fun to watch, it was the technique work. Learning how to jump better actually had more of an impact on how, I, how high I could jump when I had the strength there. So the technique goes a long, long way is the moral of the story. It's not something that could be skirted over. And even if you're not wanting to compete in anything, even if that's not your goal, even if your main goal is just to lose weight, you know, you better believe that learning how to actually run without getting hurt, 
learning how to walk, how to stand up, how to bend over, how to sit in a squat position, how to row a dumbbell to your hip. All these things, learning the technical aspects are so important. And I really highly recommend that you take the time to learn, take the time to research online what a good, what those movements look like by professionals so you can really learn and absorb that information. Hire a coach if you have the money for that to teach you how to do those movements and thrive and prosper in them in the future. You don't have to have a coach forever, but having them teach you every little technical cue is gonna drastically help you down the road. So I highly recommend that. Master the movements, think of training like an art, and your results will be so much better down the road. Training is a long game, guys. Just like learning violin, I wasn't planning on you know, going to play in you know, the most famous orchestra hall in the world after two years of learning violin when I was eight. Right? What I was trying to do was learn violin for the sake of learning violin, learning the art, learning the instrument, becoming better at it, and hey, I took six years to do it, but then you know I could hang in the pit orchestra even at 12 years old. So the moral of the story is that play the long game, do things right, learn the movements, and if you're experiencing things like aches and pains or uh, plateaus, you might just need some technique work, and that is gonna go a lot farther than you would think. That's it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to the show once again so you don't miss a thing. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.